This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating, our comfort specialist can handle any AC repair. Call 855-1-HOUR for $50 off your repair or visit OneHourAir.com. Always on time or you don't pay. Terms and conditions may apply independently owned and operated, licensed in their respective state or county. Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather, and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube, and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. What is up, hockey fam? This is the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast where the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey and other things going on. In the NHL, I am Ben Goetz, one of your review journal Golden Knights beat writers. Joining me on the other line is my colleague, David Shane. Dave, how's it going, man? Good. Had a few days off. Uh, to use Chandler Stevenson's phrase, recharge the batteries. So, you know, all set, raring to go. Let's uh, get through the home stretch here, right? Yeah, batteries are definitely amped up for the Knights' final nine games of the regular season. Uh, we're, of course, going to discuss uh, what those games mean and how the Knights are approaching them on this episode, uh, as well as a significant off-ice topic that developed uh, last week, uh, right after we recorded last episode, because, of course, that's how it goes. Uh, but before we get to all that, I want to remind everyone that the Golden Edge podcast is sponsored by One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating. We are also presented by Blue Wire Podcasts. Uh, and, of course, as always, uh, if you guys could check out all our written work at ReviewJournal.com, that would be much appreciated. And if you could rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do podcasts, please do this one. We would very much appreciate it. So to dive right into everything, uh, as I said, something uh, kind of major happened last week. Uh, I think, you know, the day we recorded last, we did it in the morning, went to the night's morning skate. And after the night's morning skate was over... Uh, Golden Knights goaltender Robin Leonard gave a kind of passionate, unprompted speech on his Zoom call with the media where he criticized the NHL and the NHL Players Association's approach to uh, vaccinations and COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, He basically accused those two entities of kind of telling the players to get vaccinated because they would then ease restrictions for guys who got it. So. Uh, For those of you who can't quite recall or don't remember, um, players are living under kind of very strict guidelines right now. You basically are only allowed to be at home, at the rink, or if you're on the road, in your hotel room 
uh, unless something crazy comes up like a family emergency or things like that. There's just very little that these guys can do, um, even if, you know, they're two weeks out from like their second vaccination dose or, you know, a couple weeks out from uh, their one dose if they got Johnson and Johnson, basically. Um, so Leonard said uh, after the Knights were able to get the vaccine, the NHL and NHLPA basically went back on their word and said restrictions would not be changing, which is ultimately, you know, what prompted him to speak out. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, the NHL and specifically Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly have denied that any promises were made to players. Um, it's also worth noting that Knights Captain Mark Stone, who is an alternate PA rep for the team, uh, kind of avoided answering the question when he was asked if you know he had the same feeling as Leonard, you know, that those two entities went back on their word. So he uh, specifically kind of avoided answering that question. And uh, Sharks captain Logan Couture, who is also an alternate PA rep for his team, uh, said loosening restrictions was talked about in a general sense earlier in the year, but he hadn't, you know, heard of kind of specifics lately. Um, the other big branch of Leonard's argument, besides the fact that he felt he was lied to, is that by not loosening the protocols, uh, he said the excuse he was given was that the NHL and NHLPA didn't want to create a competitive advantage where some teams have more freedom than others, and maybe that affects things on the ice. And Leonard basically said, that's not right. You should be looking out for player mental health because us being kind of cooped up and not allowed to do so much has really affected a lot of guys, you know, mental and emotional health. Uh, he took a lot of care to mention how difficult living in the bubble was last postseason where guys are kind of stuck in the same spot for uh, months on end and how, you know, not being allowed to leave your hotel room except to go uh, to the rink really is. Um, so, yeah, this created uh, quite a story and it continued Friday when, you know, like I said, the NHL obviously denied that any promises were made. And Leonard posted a picture of the NBA's vaccinated protocols on Twitter because part of his speech was saying, hey, we've gone over as with the PA, the NBA's protocol is basically as like an outline of like, hey, this could be kind of what we're looking to do. And so he posted a screenshot on Twitter and with the caption, I just make things up, I guess. Obviously, that is kind of his way of kind of saying like, hey, these talks that happen and he's trying to provide evidence for that. It's a lot going on and it's a lot to digest and it's a lot to process and think about. And there's so many kind of layers and nuances to this topic. Um, so, Dave, just in general, when, you know, you were kind of uh, sitting on the Zoom call as I was and Robin Leonard uh, starts what ended up being kind of an 11 minute speech on all this. Uh, just what do you make of this situation? Well, first off, good on him for standing up and speaking out if he felt like that's what he needed to do. You know, I mean, if he felt like there was an issue, he was obviously passionate about it. Uh, clearly the mental health side of everything and his wanting to get back to normal basically for, you know, for his mental health, for what he feels like for other people's mental health. That, that was, I think a lot of where he was coming from and where this all sort of stemmed from, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always careful and sensitive to the topic. Uh, I've talked about this before, you know, it certainly hits home for me. Uh, I don't want to, you know, say the wrong thing with anything, you know, regarding Robin Leonard, but clearly like he was at his wits end 
Like he was, he was at his breaking point and, and needed something, you know, to come out and, and make it public. And, and the one thing that we know about Robin Leonard throughout his career, you know, in Ottawa, Buffalo, New York, Chicago, you know, to some extent here, he's not afraid to speak out. He's not afraid to, you know, call people, uh, institutions, entities out if he feels like, you know, they're not doing, you know, not doing their job or they're not performing up to standard or they're not meeting the expectations that that he thinks they should be meeting, whatever it might be. You know, the media asks a, a poor question. He'll push back. He, he's just, you know, that's his personality. And, and so in that regard, if he felt like he was the one that needed to speak out, good on him. I believe him. I also believe the NHL that they didn't promise anything, but there was something, there's some kind of disconnect here. I think that's the issue. Like who said what, where did it come from? It came from somewhere. Now I I don't understand quite how, you know, the smoking gun and all of this is Robin Leonard, like posting the NBA's protocols. Like, I don't think there's any doubt that like some of this stuff was talked about and like, whatever, you know, but it's just who and where and when and why and how did Robin Leonard get seemingly the impression that if he took a vaccination, which he made very clear he didn't want to take, you know, under normal circumstances or all things being equal. He did it for what he thought was going to be personal freedom and being able to get out of his house and get out of the hotel and all those sorts of things. Nobody else seems to be like saying that or under that impression or whatever. So why is Robin Leonard like the only one or the only one speaking out at least, you know, like where is the disconnect? What, that, that's the mystery in all this that I ha- haven't heard from the NHLPA yet or, or the team. And, and what I thought was interesting from the team perspective is they almost seem to wash their hands of it because they posted a good chunk of, of his speech on their website or excuse me, on their social media and kind of teased to the fact that the whole thing was on the website. So it's almost like the team is saying, well, we didn't do it. You know, we're fine with what he's saying. We'll back him up. So uh, there's just a lot of mystery here. And unfortunately, you know, as Robin Leonard pointed out, because it's Robin Leonard and his reputation and everything that sort of comes with it, people tend to tune him out a little bit, unfortunately. And I know that's why he's, you know, pounding his fist on the table and, you know, getting really passionate about this because he knows it's the truth and he wants it out there and he uh, he wants people to believe it. But there's just, there's this weird sort of gray area of what happened, you know, almost three sides. And, and until we get clarification on where specifically that information came from, you know, it's going to kind of be, he said, he said, you know, on, on all this issue. Yeah, so let's go through um, some of that stuff because it's all, I guess, really interesting, right? So clearly there were some discussions about loosening the protocols. That's why Leonard posted the NBA stuff. And whether it actually got to a promise or not from the league, I can see where, you know, in Leonard's mind, if we're discussing it, this is something that should happen, especially in his mind, probably what he's saying is, Look, the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball all already have vaccinated player protocols in place where restrictions ease up once you're fully vaccinated. Um, 
in Major League Baseball, which also has its season ongoing. Right now, I believe uh, vaccinated players can gather in hotel rooms unmasked, you know, provided that everyone in there is vaccinated. They can go to restaurants, stuff like that. Like they have a kind of step towards normalcy. And I can see Leonard easily saying, hey, if they have that, why can't we? Like, what's the difference between us? And so maybe that's just some of that frustration coming out there. Now, from the NHL's perspective, um, you know, they've already said Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly said Wednesday night to the NHL GMs in a virtual meeting, hey, we're not changing our protocols probably until the end of the regular season and maybe not even then. Uh, that was reported by NHL.com. And where they seem to be coming from it is like we just got done with a huge COVID-19 outbreak in Vancouver where uh, 20 plus players I believe tested positive for COVID-19. Colorado recently was on a COVID-19 pause. Uh, the NHL is still very much dealing with the pandemic as the entire world still is. It hasn't gone away yet. Um, but especially Canada is uh, much worse off than the U.S. right now because Canada's vaccination rates are just crazy, crazy, you know, low compared to the U.S. I mean, I think people know this, but out. most people in the U.S., you know, obviously it's tough to probably schedule appointments in some places for some people, but it's available to the general uh, public. People can get their shots and we would highly recommend uh, people do that. But in Canada, that's not the case. So obviously there's the issue of do you just relax it for the U.S. cities and not the Canadian markets if you're the NHL? And I think Leonard is trying to provide an emphatic yes here, but the league seems more hesitant. Um, so I think that's all understandable. The part where it gets kind of, you know, not great or just like kind of sad for me, Dave, is there does seem to be an undercurrent of, and you kind of touched on this with Leonard, uh, the response of, hey, you guys are making millions of dollars as hockey players. You just need to suck it up and kind of take whatever the league gives you. I just, what are, I guess, your thoughts on, you know, that response and that kind of whole notion of, you know, these guys are obviously very well paid for the job that they do. And a lot of us would obviously like that type of compensation. But does that mean that they just kind of have to, you know, quote unquote, suck it up here the rest of the season? Well, I think that was kind of the point that Leonard was making was that they're humans and that they shouldn't have to just suck it up and that that's not the attitude that you should be taking with people. Here, I guess my counter to that, I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate a little bit. Um, I, you know, I was trying to go through the COVID protocols and like the MOU, the CBA and all that stuff and and sort of see what was laid out, if anything, in terms of, you know, if and when a vaccination comes, you know, these these are going to be whatever. I You touched on it very well, Ben, you know, just a minute ago and where, where COVID is still affecting the NHL, you know, sort of during the season, I believe it was in February, the tightened restrictions that came down, you know, as the Knights and other teams were affected and the NHL, you know, was seeing an outbreak in Buffalo, New Jersey, you know, that they, they essentially locked down players. Uh, they, they, they said, you know, you can't go to the grocery store. You got to go from home to the rink, you know, back to home on the road. You go from the hotel to the rink, back to the hotel. You know, now here's the thing. Like I put myself in, in the shoes of, you know, okay, well, what would I do? 
You know, I go on the road. Could I sit in my hotel all day? You know, if I had a wife and kids and, you know, talk to them for a couple hours, watch TV. I don't know. Maybe it's not miserable for me, but I'm also different. I'm also wired differently than these guys, you know? So does that make it because I can do it that everybody else should? No. Uh, so like the whole notion of, of, well, you're making millions, so you're different. You're not, you know, basically people. I, I, that's where I totally side with Robin Leonard on this and, and that that shouldn't be part of the conversation. You know, they're hockey players, but they're people. They're husbands and they have wives and kids, you know, the people that work in the, you know, in the organization, you know, with the team, women, have husbands, kids, you know, like all of this stuff. I mean, I just, there's just, there are so many different lives and people that are involved in this and to kind of dehumanize, you know, that element of it, I think, and that's where I come in, Robin Leonard, for we're standing up and speaking the, the other side of this, like I said, and, and to play devil's advocate is like, everybody signed up for this. Everybody had the option to opt out. And, and if they were blatantly lied to, to use Robin Leonard's phrase that he said was a blatant lie, you know, okay. But I don't want to say they have to suck it up. I don't want to say like, well, you signed up for this, but I, I do think there is a small element of that. And everybody knows what they're getting into. And, you know, that's what makes this situation so difficult to understand was like what was said, what was laid out, what were the expectations, what was assured or promised. And if if there were things that were laid out to the to the players specifically, if if the team, the NHLPA, if some representative, a doctor, whomever came in and showed them a brochure, you know, and said that this will be you know, what you guys can expect if 85% go through it as Robin Leonard seemed to kind of intimate, then that's one thing, but just nothing with this is clear. And it's just so hard to avoid going on a, you know, like taking sides on it because like I said, I, I feel like there's truth to, to, to all of the stories that are being told, which just seems to muddle it up even more. One-hour air conditioning and heating. Our comfort specialist can handle any AC repair. Call 855-1-HOUR for $50 off your repair or visit onehourair.com. Always on time or you don't pay time. Terms and conditions may apply independently owned and operated, licensed in their respective state or county. Your time is valuable, so we've built a seven-minute non-stop newscast that fits into your daily routine. I'm Jen Ah. 7 at 7 keeps you informed anytime, anywhere. Look for top stories weather, sports and sports betting, business, lifestyle and entertainment. Get every bit of local news you need in seven minutes. Watch 7 at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Streaming nonstop 24-7 from the Las Vegas Review Journal on your mobile or smart TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Yeah, that's the part that I think trips up just uh, Robin Leonard's message to of kind of by accusing the league in pay of lying, that became 
at least for us, like the initial story of, you know, we're rushing to uh, the NHL and the NHLPA, who, as you know, we've mentioned, hasn't pu- haven't publicly commented on this, saying basically, is this true? You know, that's the line of questioning. Whereas I think, you know, there would have been a better way to frame it of just kind of more of the, well, why is this different or why is this the way you guys are going about it? Because, like I said, I still understand Leonard's frustrations with how the league is acting with this because all the other professional uh, or men's professional sports leagues are going about it differently in terms of the NBA, MLB, and NFL. The NFL is obviously not in season, but the NBA and Major League Baseball are. So I can get Leonard's point of like, if they can do that and they're doing that, you know, on a team by team basis, you know, Major League Baseball is not saying, okay, once everyone on all of our teams has the opportunity to get fully vaccinated, we'll relax protocols. It's no, uh, as soon as you are fully vaccinated, this applies to you. And if, you know, um, one team gets there ahead of the other team, we don't care. That other team gets these things first. And that's kind of a their subtle way, or you could call it not so subtle, of them kind of encouraging people to get the vaccine. Um, in the NFL, if you get fully vaccinated, you don't have to you know, be subjected to uh, daily COVID tests anymore, which uh, for a lot of players, I'm sure would be a very welcome thing in the NHL. I'm sure a lot of guys would welcome it. Currently, the Knights still have to get tested every single day, even on their quote unquote off days where they're not like required to come to the rink and skate. They still have to actually uh, show up to the team facility, you know, get their COVID test and then basically drive away. So I think uh, that would be welcome for a lot of guys. So I I get the frustration there. I do think, you know, the message maybe wasn't framed probably as well as it could have been, but I do understand kind of the gist of his frustration. Um, the last thing to say on this topic before we move on, Dave, is just, you know, I mentioned it sounds like uh, Daly told the GMs to not expect protocol changes anytime soon. Um, so do you think the fact that Leonard was public with this, and I would assume uh, a lot of players are now talking about it, uh, both, you know, in front of uh, the media and just behind the scenes amongst themselves in various locker rooms in the time that they actually get to be in their locker rooms together. Is this going to have any impact, do you think? Is this going to cause the NHL or NHLPA to revisit this earlier than they might think? Or is it going to be a case where this actually isn't looked at until the playoffs and maybe not even then? I think in, I know Larry Brooks from the New York Post had written something that seemed to kind of indicate that maybe down the road a little bit, maybe in the playoffs, that there could be, um, you know, some different things that come down. I mean, you know, part of the, I'm like hearing this and I'm thinking about this and like, I'm, the more and more I'm thinking about, the more and more I'm like realizing I need to be very careful what I'm saying, because there's almost like a lot of political undertones to this. And where I get where the NHL is coming from is like, you know, the guidelines in in different states and different areas of the U.S. And like you mentioned, versus Canada are completely different. And and it should, as Robin Leonard pointed out, it shouldn't impact anything like the competitive equity part of all that, you know, shouldn't come into play. But just which I get, but just taking a step back really quick, it's hard to ignore it, you know. and so there's just, there's so many different layers to this. There's so many different things. I think, you know, maybe if there's enough pressure, 
if there's enough change, if there's enough positive progress going forward just across the country and in Canada, you know, then maybe if the NHL feels like to, that the playing field is level enough, I guess, which, you know, again, I reiter- reiterate and Robin Leonard's point is that that shouldn't be a factor. But if that's how they're looking at it and they're going to say, well, you know, OK, it's it's this way in New York and it's the same now in California. It's similar in Florida, you know, and I guess Texas is Texas. Um, no offense, Texas. But, you know, maybe at that point, then the NHL can look at it and say, you know, OK, maybe we can do some things. You know, we're down to 16 teams. Maybe all 16 of those teams or whatever have been vaccinated at that point or whatever it might be that enables them to do it. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I guess, you know, you're optimistic, you're hopeful. But as we've learned in the last, you know, year plus 15 months, whatever it might be, you know, who knows with this thing? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Well, we'll leave that discussion for there and turn to uh, some more on ice matters for the Golden Knights who have had. Uh, a leisurely last couple days, weirdly, for the first time in a long time. Uh, they played the Anaheim Ducks on Saturday and won after having two consecutive off days, which was crazy at the time. And then they have now are going to have three, basically, days without a game in a row before playing Wednesday at Colorado, which is even more nuts. So that's interesting as we mentioned at the top, we are down to nine games left in the regular season for the Knights. Uh, they have two against Colorado, Arizona, Minnesota, and St. Louis, plus one against San Jose to close out the regular season. Uh, the Avalanche lost to the St. Louis Blues last night, so the Knights are now four points ahead of Colorado with one game in hand, so they are ahead in points percentage. Uh, Colorado has a much easier road the rest of the way. However, they have four left against the Kings, four left against the Sharks, and then, of course, those two left against the Knights. So with that being kind of the final stretch, Dave, how much of a slip-up, if any, can the Knights afford the rest of the way here and still come away uh, winning the West Division, which, as we've talked about, is a big deal because St. Louis has kind of scuffled all year. It looks like they're kind of pulling away in that race for fourth, and they would get to play them in the first round rather than playing the Minnesota wild, which is a team that they've kind of, that's the team they've actually struggled the most with all season. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like any, anything all year with uh, these games being like four point games. So in terms of a slip up, you know, nine games, I mean, what if you go four and five and you're losing, you know, to Colorado to Minnesota, yeah, those teams can gain ground, you know, real quick, you know, one that, I mean, the, you know, that game tomorrow with the, with the Knights and and the Avalanche, I mean, if the Golden Knights win in regulation, all of a sudden they take a six-point lead with, you know, they have eight and Colorado would have nine games left. I mean, that's a pretty big lead if you're able to, you know, hold serve the rest of the way or at least, you know, come close to holding serve the rest of the way. So, you know, it's a big game tomorrow. It's a big stretch. You know, it's it's really going to kind of be the deciding factor. I mean, I don't. I don't expect it to really be decided until that second avalanche game, probably, you know, May 10th. Uh, I believe it's the final home game for the Golden Knights. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see that that's the fun part of this is that they're playing head to head. You know, it's, it's the one advantage, I guess, with the, with this schedule. And I think it worked out that they would play division teams, you know, down the stretch anyway, but now they're playing like significant, meaningful games. 
head-to-head games, you know, against teams. It was always, you know, they played the Flames, the Kings. You know, last year they finished, obviously, in Edmonton. Um, shortened season. But, like, they haven't had, like, these, you know, come down the stretch and play these, like, big head-to-head, you know, this is who you're competing against for for the division title. So that's that, I think, is going to be the exciting part of all of this. Yeah, it's going to be a very fun finish. So make sure you stay tuned to ReviewJournal.com for all our written work. And finally, the last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here is the NHL officially, because it was announced this morning, has a new TV partner. Uh, the NHL, of course, is going to be on ESPN next year. That's their primary now new TV rights holder. We knew that. That's been announced for a while. But it became official that their secondary TV partner now is going to be Turner. So NBC officially all the way out in terms of being the NHL's national broadcast partner. It was the sole national broadcast partner for a lot of years. Uh, But the NHL is actually getting more money per year from Turner Sports now to be kind of its you know, B package rights holder than it was getting from NBC to be its sole rights holder. So it's a huge increase in uh, money for the league. And my main question to you, Dave, is how excited are you for Charles Barkley to be on the inside the NHL studio set and try to break down, you know, a lightning hurricanes game in the middle of a week? Because I'm just so jazzed about that. We get Shaq and a fool and all that, too. We get like Reggie Miller and his Wendy's bubble. I I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of like fun possibilities with this. In all seriousness, I am I am eager to see and maybe even a little bit anxious to see the talent that they you know have to do this and whether some of maybe the NBC guys are you know hired by Turner. I, I'm gonna the one comment I do want to make that I just think is you know whatever with all of this is I'm like old guy on. Uh, like this Turner was like the super station he used to be a kid and watch like the Braves baseball games on TBS. And was like the only thing or whatever on that channel that was any good other than like, like wrestling with, you know, like original Ric Flair and the four horsemen and, you know, Barry Windham and like Lex Luger, you know, like all that, that was all that channel was. And so it's just funny to see, you know, they have like final fours and NCAA tournament. And now they're going to do hockey and all this stuff too. So, you know, I think they have, do they have baseball as well. I think they do. Yeah. They have baseball playoffs. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny in my lifetime how, you know, like cable, which was like this kind of weird thing as a kid, you know, now it's just, you know, common. And I mean, beyond that, it's, there's like an HBO Max or HBO Go element to all this with like streaming rights and everything. So hopefully, uh, and I'll give even Bleacher Report a plug because Bleacher Report's got an element. And I'll, I'll say this. My hope is that all these entities like really help in the promotion of the game and they're taking these clips and putting them on social media and really, really kind of pushing it. I think, you know, that was the excitement with ESPN and getting it back on ESPN was the exposure, you know, having highlights on sports center finally and all that. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious and eager and anxious to see what Turner and all of these other, you know, media entities do with the rights and, and how they sort of promote it and, how they give the NHL and hockey exposure going forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. There's part of me that's like old school enough to think like, you know, it is going to kind of be weird when the playoffs come around next year. And I'm searching for, you know, potentially like a Golden Knights playoff game on Turner as opposed to um, NBCSN or just like, you know, NBC. 
because that was always, uh, you know, I think interesting and cool to me of like, hey, Stanley Cup final is just on NBC. It's on over the air. Like I don't have to pay for it or really uh, search that hard. And so now it's going to be interesting to have people having to search out kind of the uh, playoff games on cable. But I really like how Turner does their NBA stuff. I'm curious, yeah, if they're going to get their own kind of quote unquote inside the NHL panel with like a bunch of fun NHL alumni. I, I'm curious to see what they do with it. NBC has obviously kind of had their thing that they've done for a while and they kind of haven't really had any competition. So I'm curious to see how ESPN and Turner each approach their presentation of the NHL and how maybe kind of uh, their competition kind of stokes some creativity. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun to see. But that'll do it for this edition of the Golden Edge podcast. As a reminder to everyone, we are sponsored by One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating. And of course, we are presented by Blue Wire Podcasts. Also, if you guys could, uh, please read all our written work at ReviewJournal.com. And if you could, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do to podcasts, please do to this one. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I'm Ben Goats. That's Dave Shane. We are the Golden Edge Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys again real soon. At One Hour Air Conditioning and Heating, our comfort specialist can handle any AC repair. Call 855-1-HOUR for $50 off your repair or visit onehourair.com. Always on time, or you don't pay time. Terms and conditions may apply. Independently owned and operated, licensed in their respective state or county. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.